Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Tune Podcast. The goal of my show is to create valuable content to broaden your knowledge, inspire you, and get you in the right mindset so that you can apply it in your own life to drive impact, generate meaning, and achieve your purpose. Today's guest is Christine Meyer. Christine has been a life coach for 20 years. She is a founding member of the Forbes Coaches Council and the author of Keep It Simple, Smarty Pants. <laughs> it is her mission to empower, uplift, and educate her clients on how to intentionally and confidently create the lives they want. Her clients are passionate, love life, and are already, on, they have a track record of success. And they also understand that coaching is not just a luxury, that it is a privilege and that hiring Christine has tremendously affected their lives in powerful and positive ways. Christine believes that everyone has the ability to joyfully, playfully live with no apologies necessary for that. Christine, thank you for uh, coming to the show. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. And we've had wonderful conversations so far, so I'm eager to, uh, to take this conversation a little further. Yeah, yeah, I'm excited what this uh, conversation will hold for both of us. So aside from what I've read, how would you describe yourself? Um, I would describe myself as one who loves to joyfully, playfully live. Certainly. <laughs> and you assert that every day, everywhere. Right? Uh, I, you know, I, I don't assert it, but I, I do. I do practice that every day because I think that joyfully, playfully living is a practice and it's something that you have to intend and desire and mm -hmm. continue to choose, continue to choose. Um, I would describe myself as being a thoughtful person, an intentional person, mm -hmm. inquisitive and curious and certainly um, not taking myself or life too seriously. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. So how did you get into this work of empowering others to live their best self? Well, I blundered into it really. I didn't know about life coaching and I went to a Hay House um, seminar mm -hmm. and went to listen to an author speaking there that I had read her book and mm. she spoke about life coaching. And when she did, I knew immediately that I wanted to be coached and I knew immediately that I wanted to become a coach. And mm. since that time, I've never looked back really. I was in many other careers before that. Mm. And, but always knew that that I wanted to help people. And I wanted people to feel empowered. And of course, because I was searching for my own empowerment, mm. the, that, was a, that was a calling that I felt very compelled toward. And again, I, I haven't looked back since. I, I love, 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 love what I do. Mm -hmm. So for people who may want to consider going to life coaching, should they be in a place of confidence and a place that they believe that they're worthy before they can help other people? Or do you find that it is through the journey of helping people that that's where they find themselves? Well, I don't think that there's a right answer to that mm -hmm. question. I think that 
a desire can be very strong to help others. And if you're not there yet, then over time you'll get there if that is your desire. It's definitely helpful to be a confident coach, mm -hmm. to be a coach who feels worthy, but everyone is always attracting people that are a great match to them. And so wherever you are, you will attract the, the good fit as clients to where you are. And as you evolve, they evolve, as you evolve, they evolve, as you evolve, they evolve. Mm -hmm. I think it's definitely helpful to be a confident coach. Now you can always be developing your skills. I've been in doing this for 20 years. I'm mm -hmm. always developing my skills. I don't have, I don't have anything mastered. I love the mastery, but the mastery is never done. Mm -hmm. So no matter where you start, yeah, there, there's always more to develop in your skills, to, to listen more, to pick up on things more, but that's, you don't have to start at perfection and neither do you have to end at perfection because there is no perfection. Again, mastery yeah. is this beautiful thing that we can always be discovering. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So it's a, it's a journey is what you're saying. It's a chance for us to continue growing and continue to improve ourselves as long as we're, we have the ability to, to learn and the willingness to be the willingness, willing, willing, it would be a really great word here, willingness. And it is a journey. Isn't everything, a journey? isn't anything about life a journey? Mm -hmm. Isn't, uh, isn't it always, you begin someplace and you're moving towards something. Mm -hmm. It's always a journey, no matter what it is you choose. And I think that if you choose to be a life coach, there obviously has to be a great desire to be of value to others. Mm -hmm. And I think a big distinction to make in life coaching, certainly I won't speak about any other coaching, but it probably applies there. Mm -hmm. is to understand that you, you are not the one doing the work for the people. You are not the one doing the work for the clients. The clients have to do the work themselves, obviously, but it's not, it's not, you can only offer them tools and ways to go fishing on their own. Mm -hmm. And you're not the solution to their problems. You are not the the answer to everything you are a catalyst for their own empowerment mm -hmm. and that's how i approach life coaching it's like i don't have all the answers i will never pretend to have all the answers for you you have your own answers but i will guide you toward your own answers mm -hmm. i will i will drop seeds here and there to help lead you toward your answers i will i will give you some tools and and some perspectives and some different mindsets and some ways to approach your life and help you tell different stories about yourself and your life so mm -hmm. that you keep sniffing that trail out mm -hmm. for yourself right? and that you can stand on your own. Mm -hmm. Which is kind of like what self-empowerment is, is really getting people to realize that they have the power to change and Correct. they're more creative than they think to get out of this box or matrix in order to transform their lives in ways that would be uh, positive for them and for society. Yeah. Correct. Correct. So of course the show is about purpose. Um, what does purpose mean to you and how does it show up? Purpose to me is more about living in this moment. Now purpose for me is more about the joy 
mm. and how I feel now and choosing it now than it is about living under any illusion that anything, a destiny has been assigned to me or that I have a purpose that is outside of me. Mm-hmm. Because if I can be living in this moment joyfully, then I'm really fulfilling my first and only purpose that I was born knowing that I had, which was to be joyful. Mm. And so whenever I decide along the way that along the journey of my life to be important to me or meaningful to me or fulfilling to me or satisfying to me can become a purpose for me, Mm-hmm. meaning it's it's what I live to do it's what I enjoy doing and it's a focus but again for me purpose is more of a moment to moment thing I can be living in my purpose right now and I don't have to be saving the world I don't have to be feeding the children I don't have to be and not that any of those things are good wrong bad or or any of those things it's just simply we I think we tend to put a lot of pressure on ourselves and society does as well to some extent. Now find your purpose, live your purpose, find your purpose, live your purpose, and that you should be something more doing something more important than you're doing right now. Mm. You you should be more. It's like well, why not just acknowledge that that you are amazing as you are here mm. and now and feel good now and choose mm. that and keep choosing it and choosing that. And you will ultimately, yes you will ultimately feel inspired Mm. toward something that is satisfying your desires and that will feel purposeful to you. So you mentioned a point about enjoying the process or acknowledging yourself now and how society wants us to do more. And I find it interesting how by when someone comes from a place that they may not see themselves as worthy and they're going through these internal conflicts, I don't know what it is, anxiety, depression, or self-worth issues. And by acknowledging that they're in the present moment, is the effort right so by doing more you are actually working on your internal working your internal conflicts and that is more society wants you to do more but and that is more that's the capacity that a person uh, can have at that time or that moment so i don't know if you have any comments to that but uh, i thought that was just a side comment that uh um i thought was important to share um, I oh, think uh, that when you're feeling that way, there is an immediate request, whether you know it or not, for an improvement. Mm-hmm. No one really likes to feel out of alignment. No one really likes to feel out of sync with who they know they truly are to be. Mm-hmm. No, one, no one wants to feel bad. Everyone does want to feel good. Mm-hmm. And so when you are in a bad feeling in a negative emotion, that doesn't mean that it's wrong or bad, just mean it doesn't feel good in that place. No matter what, there's again, there's always that energetic request for an improvement. Mm-hmm. And so there is, to your point, there is always more. So it's no wonder that all of us want more. 
Mm -hmm. so much of the time because it is in our nature to know that things are supposed to be good for us. Mm -hmm. Things are supposed to go well for us. But from the other vantage point, another vantage point too, it's when things are not going well, it doesn't also mean that we're wrong or unworthy. And that seems to be something that people link together. If things are going bad for me, badly for me, then I am unworthy or I'm not good enough or I am not deserving. And that is just not the case. It's so much simpler than that. There's so much more to the story than that. And it's so much simpler than that. That sounds like a contradiction, but (laughs) that's not at all the takeaway that that needs to be taken from those situations. And to want more is good because desire, desire is what expands the universe. Yeah, that's powerful. Um, So what inspires you to do the work you're doing? I just can't not do it. It's not a thought of do I do it or do I not? Of course, sometimes I've questioned that. But (laughs) for the most part, I, I, I feel compelled to do it. I feel... It's not from a place of need or lack, or I need to do this to show people. Mm -hmm. It's more, I just can't help myself. I Mm -hmm. I just can't help myself. And I love it. It, anytime I have a conversation about what I do and I can describe it in a million different ways, because there are so many working, moving little parts to what I do. I can feel the energy moving through my body. And I just, I just can't help, but think the way that I do and ask the questions that I do and want to know more about, about self-empowerment. I want to know more all the time Mm -hmm. and how it applies about how powerful we are, Mm -hmm. the creators that we are, and that we, we have these abilities to create, literally create our reality. Mm -hmm. That's, exciting Mm -hmm. that's amazing that's who we are Mm -hmm. and so whenever i can discover more and integrate more and then be having a conversation with a client or anyone really but a client in in my in my career right and have them understand that it's extremely, extremely satisfying and fulfilling and meaningful and life-giving. Yeah, I love that. So you mentioned earlier that we are more powerful um, than we think. And it was, who was it that I had listened to the other day that said that we are we as human beings we are spirits living in a human experience absolutely what's your what's your thought on that well as i discuss in my book you have a soul and you are not just this you're not only human is what i like to say Mm-hmm. it's not just you it's you and you so you have a you part of you a personality part of you a personality a, 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 an identity mm-hmm. that you know is you that thinks and feels and 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 wants and that's a very 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 extremely important role in fact one of the most impo- important roles that that 
there there is mm -hmm. and you also have a non-physical energy soul part of you an extension of you that flows to you and through you all day every day whether you're aware of it or not mm -hmm. and cultivating becoming familiar with that relationship becoming familiar with how that feels to be playing with that part of you is really what a lot of my work is about. Because if you don't understand that part of you and this part of you, and that you're always playing together, then you don't understand truly how you do create your reality or what your emotions are or how powerful and how pleasurable your life can be. Yeah, so I recently dived into this work of spirituality um, and my mom is a shaman and, and she connects to the spirit world. And I never really paid too much attention to that religion and didn't really understand the concepts of it. But now that I'm diving into spirituality, I have a greater appreciation for the experiences that my mom has. And so it's a powerful, powerful resource if you can have the ability to tap into um, the that type of world. Um, so I still need to find a way to get my mom on a Zoom <laughs> recording to talk about it. Um, but anyway, so I thought that was- I'll send you my book. I'd love that, yeah. <laughs> but I, I also think so, so that- Tell the listeners, what is your, the title of your book? It's called Keep It Simple, Smarty Pants. Uh, Stop overthinking, start aligning, and live happy. And, you know, I, I think that to that point that I think we are spirit and we are, we are human. We are human and we are spirit. And it's not two separate things. It's, it's, it's a blendedness, blendedness that we are, are reaching for. And when you are blended, it truly is as simple as you feel good. And when you are not blended, when you are not blending with the frequency of your soul, that non-physical aspect of you, you feel bad, you feel negative emotion. And being blended is not as complicated. We don't have to all become shamans to understand the spirit world, to understand the, the non-physical world. Truly, you can feel it. You know when you're tapped in, when you're feeling really good. That's that's you and you together playing. And there's no better feeling than that. Mm -hmm. And when you're not blended and when you're feeling some resistance, some negative emotion about something, it also doesn't mean you're wrong. It's just that you're feeling a diminished version of yourself. You mm -hmm. are most powerful and joyful when you are blending with your soul perspective. Mm -hmm. And it's a, it's a frequency thing. It's a frequency thing. Your soul does not come down and join you when you're feeling bad. Your soul is always saying, hey, dude, I'm over here. Come and join me whenever you're ready. It's never asserting anything, never needing you to be anywhere other than where you are. But when you, when you let go of your resistance, or in other words, stop focusing on the things that are bothering you and feel more and more lightness feel happier choose thoughts that feel better and here's where some of the mindset comes in is as you continue to choose thoughts that feel better for the sake of feeling better then you enhance and feel that connection and and when you feel that connection you are in alignment not only with 
your soul perspective of, of or viewpoint of things, but you're also in alignment with your desires, what you want. You're not in the process of resisting what you want. Wow, that's powerful. So my uh, next question here is how do you how do you push through challenging times? I don't. Okay. <laughs> I don't. I, I don't push through challenging times. I take take a beat, take a breath, take some time, sit back, mm -hmm. refocus, reintend, change how I feel, look at my perspectives. And, and I choose thoughts to feel better. And if I can't choose thoughts to feel better about that, then I leave it on the table. I say, you're going to stay on the table for now. And I'm going to go over there and play. Mm -hmm. I'm going to play. I'm going to do other things. I'm going to think about things that easily feel good, to easily come easily that feel good. I'm going to focus on, on other things other than this problem, this challenge, this struggle because if i move forward in struggle push through str struggle that only perpetuates struggle mm. so tell us more how that perpetuates more struggle Push, okay. pushing through struggle perpetuates struggle because when you are thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling and thinking and feeling you have a you have a point of attraction. You are, you are your own point of attraction. Mm -hmm. And as you think and feel and think and feel and think and feel, you are continually attracting more and more and more and more. And if you continue to push through and feel struggle, then you are simply putting yourself in a place of attracting more and more what feels like struggle. Mm -hmm. If you take a beat and you actually change how you feel, therefore you would be changing a perspective. You would soften your perspective. You would change, find a way to change your mood and attitude at least a little bit, start telling a different story. Mm. Then you feel better. And what used to feel like struggle is no longer struggle anymore. Mm. It might still be, it could still be the same conditions that you're experiencing, but because you changed your perspective, because you decided to change how you feel, because you decided to soften your story your vantage point around it a little bit, then that same condition might not feel like such a big struggle. And mm. now you have access to what your soul knows about this. Now you have access to inspiration. Now you have access to different ideas than you did before. When you feel struggle, you have access to a, to some extent, a limited number of ideas about that. And because you're still in the point of attraction of struggle, you might find a solution that will get you this far, but then you'll find another problem and another problem and, and, and it'll feel like this never ending hamster wheel of struggle, 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 struggle. And you might get to where you wanted to be. You might get through that portion of struggle and go, whew, that was worth it. Or whew, I earned my place. And see, a lot of people are committed to struggle because they feel that it means that they must, they must earn, they, they've earned their value. They've earned their place of wherever they are. And mm -hmm. a lot of people associate struggle first with good results. If, I've, if I can tell you that I've struggled, then you're not gonna judge me for my success. So there are a lot of nuances in that idea of pushing through struggle. And I would never, ever, ever, I don't push through struggle and I would never encourage 
anyone that I ever speak to, to push through struggle. We would address, we would address the emotions and we would address the perspectives and we, we would ask all kinds of little different questions here and come at it from a different way. Or we would leave that on the table and say, let's talk about something that does not feel like struggle. Do you love your dog? What do you, what do you love about your dog? Mm. Oh, I love that my dog is funny and I love that my dog is playful. And I love that I'm looking at my dog right now as I'm talking this, talking about this. And I love that he, life is just so easy for him. I love that he chases the ball. He could endlessly chase the ball. I love, see, now you're not feeling struggle, are you? Mm-hmm. No, you're not. So maybe an idea pops into your head about that, or maybe you've just released some resistance temporarily. Mm-hmm. And that really is the point. Don't ever push through struggle. Contrary to popular belief, I get it. Fascinating. That's, uh, <laughs> I, I, I think in a sense, what I'm hearing from you is if we're resistant to the things in our lives, then it kind of just attracts more of it. And, 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 and not kind of, it does. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's I, I, your point of attraction is your point of attraction. Whatever you're focused on is what you are in the process of creating and attracting mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. Right? You want more of it, have at it. Mm-hmm. You want less of it. Then you got to think something differently. You've got to feel differently. You've got to change the subject. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> So let's let's shift this conversation uh, a bit and talk about um, what are some of the most rewarding things about your career. Oh gosh! Well, then I get to talk to amazing people. <laughs> I mean, that's that's one of the most rewarding, and that they're they're brilliant. They're hmm. ask amazing questions. They want improvements they they want to be the intentional happy powerful pleasurable creators that they were born to be and so that's just so exciting and they want to talk about this stuff that I love talking about right I get to be in this position of of talking about it and educating and and hearing their perspectives and then tweaking and and modifying and clarifying and it's it's life-giving it there's everything about what i do is extremely 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 satisfying and life-giving to me that's amazing um i think we all need to follow our purpose i think we all need to find what is it that ignite our um ourselves to wake up excited every morning um to do the work and but but you have to cultivate that you have to cultivate that right that doesn't just happen Mm -hmm. because everything that you're thinking during the day contributes to whether you're going to wake up tomorrow feeling excited or grumpy Mm -hmm. or feeling overwhelmed or depressed Mm -hmm. so what you're doing now contributes to that feeling that you're talking about or, or diminishes it or takes away from it. Because no matter what it is you're thinking, you are being responded to. Your point of attraction is always being responded to. And so as you think, you are creating. And as you think, there's more momentum. 
the more you think something, the easier it is to be, the easier it is to think about it and to keep thinking about it from that perspective. And so you think it and you think it and you think it soon it's a habit and it's a belief and it's also a story that you tell and it's something that you believe about yourself or believe about that. And so joy and excitement and waking up excited in the morning does not just happen. Mm -hmm. It's, it's cultivating, it's planting the seeds the day before, and it's planting the seeds when you go to bed at night and it's choosing in the morning, the first thing when you wake up, because most people, most people will do today what they did yesterday, or will think today what they thought yesterday. Why? Because they thought it because it's easier. Mm. And most people yeah. will wake up and immediately think, oh, what have I got to do today? I've got da, 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 da. or crap, I gotta go to work or uh, gosh, we could go on and on about what people think in the morning, but it's usually not something that feels good. Not usually. And so you have to cultivate you have to cultivate the emotion. You have to cultivate the feeling you're reaching for. You have to decide over and over and over and over and over and over and over again throughout today. And then tonight when you go to bed and then tomorrow morning when you wake up and decide. And that's not hard work. It's just choice. It's just choice about how, how do I want to feel right now? How do I want to feel? What do I want to think about? Do you think we're more prone to think about negative thoughts than positive ones? that's normal not natural yes it's trained it's trained mm. it's trained and again what you think about is easier to continue thinking mm -hmm. the approach that you have your general tone your general place where you kind of hang around is really how you're going to approach many 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 of your subjects mm. and so Again, approaching it from the negative perspective, less good feeling perspective is, I think, common. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people relate to each other in that place. Tell me about yourself. Well, this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me. We're not saying that those things did not happen. But there are a whole lot of other things we could be talking about. There are a whole lot of other things that we could be highlighting about each other and our past, present, or future. And so it's, it really is training yourself back into knowing who you really are. Fascinating. Thanks for sharing that, by the way. That's powerful stuff. You're welcome. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you've been doing this work for 20 years. And have you ever thought of yourself as someone who's successful? And if so, um, what was that point that made you realize you were successful? And if not, then um, why? When I got happy mm -hmm. and kept choosing it, mm -hmm. that is my definition of successful. Mm. Everything else is just a bonus. Mm. So I don't, I don't define my success and how the world would see it as, as success mm. in that way. Yes. I would probably be defined as successful outside of me, but success really begins with me and success begins with, am I, am I, do I know that I can choose happy? doesn't matter whether I am in this moment or not really, truly. Do I know that I can? And am I going to continue choosing it? And that to me 
is the ultimate definition of success. Mm -hmm. Define happy. That means a lot of things. A lot it does. It does. And, and as I said that also, it's like, it's not to be interpreted to mean that if you're not happy, you're not successful. It just mm -hmm. means, isn't that what we all want? Right. Don't we want everything? Don't we want the cars and the houses and the millions of dollars or the family and the dog and the, the property and the, uh, the, the great body and the whatever it is that we define and associate to be what we want and attach to? success mm -hmm. isn't every single thing that you could put on take from anyone's list anyone's goals <laughs> don't they want any of it because of how they think that if i have that or when i have that or once i do have that or once i have done that mm -hmm. etc i will feel something or, deep, or something Everything is for the reason of feeling. And so that's why, I don't know now if I'm still answering your question, but, but that is why I associate that feeling of that success is really about feeling good, feeling happy. So define happy was your question. Well, yeah. happy is feeling good. Happy is feeling content. Happy is feeling good about yourself. Happy is feeling full of yourself mm -hmm. happy is feeling yes excited sure eager mm -hmm. yes satisfied right it's feeling all kinds of emotion but I, I i sort of encapsulate all of those emotions into into happy this state of happy this state of for the most part i'm in a pretty good mood mm -hmm. and i'm i'm not always which doesn't mean i'm a failure it just means I know that I can choose how I want to feel and keep making the choices that support that. Mm -hmm. Rather than think that, I will consider this thought. That one feels better. And for the sake that it feels better, I'm going to tell that story. I'm going to choose that thought over and over and over again until that becomes my default and until I believe it. So happy is a very, yes, a very big word because it can be defined in many, many, many ways. Mm -hmm. But um, so it encapsulates all of that is how I think of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does. And it ties back to, you know, what the show has been talking about, uh, of course, purpose and meaning, but alongside to that is fulfillment. And fulfillment does mean happy. Uh, yes. And so to your point, we can achieve a state of fulfillment if we can recognize that we have a choice to decide what we, you know, what, what types of emotions we're going to tap into or behaviors that we're going to display uh, to the world. And so- But to yourself primarily. Or yeah, or to yourself that too that's very important and number one to your point about you know you have to fill your you have to fill your cup full if you can't yes. then how could that individual help other people right and so we have to work on ourselves first as the number one priority and and fulfillment doesn't have to be i i, I don't have to feel unfulfilled until i find the fulfillment 
whatever, whatever I've identified that would help me feel fulfilled. It means I can feel fulfilled in this moment just by closing my eyes and thinking about how fulfillment, how the feeling of being fulfilled feels like that's a lot of F's there. <laughs> and so I can just, I can just be quiet and just tune into that feeling, or I can tune into the feeling of ease, or I can tune into the feeling of, I can tune into the feeling of anything that I want to feel and recognize that there's no condition that changed, nothing mm -hmm. changed, but I felt it. And that really is the beginning of understanding part of the beginning of understanding your, your power in creating the reality you want. Nothing changed. Didn't, mm -hmm. didn't need to to manipulate anyone, didn't need to boss anybody around, didn't need to control anybody around, didn't need to change the condition, didn't need to change the weather, didn't need to change anything. Nothing had to change. And I have the ability, just had the ability, just did, showed myself that I can feel. And it might be for a minute or less, mm -hmm. but still, still, you did it. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Um, what are some of the success habits that you have that you could share with my audience? I meditate every day and I like to do it first thing in the morning before, before life happens, right? Before I get into my day. So meditate every day. Uh, I wrote some of these things down. I also like to, oh yes, look for benefits. Look for benefits. So no matter where you're standing, there are always benefits. There are always benefits to where you are. And when you train yourself, when you practice looking for benefits, no matter where you are, that becomes your default. Instead of the default of life sucks and things aren't working out for me, or going into a room and saying, oh, I don't like that guy, or I don't like this guy, or I don't like what's happening, or, 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 you, you start establishing your expectations. And so look for benefits of wherever you are. Start making that a habit. Keep making decisions throughout your day. And I, I do this as well, right? Mm -hmm. I'll bump into something and I'll have an, a, an emotional response that's not happy. <laughs> but I stop and I, I think to myself, wait a minute, do I want to be right? Do I need to be right? What really is there wrong in this, in this situation? Which means, better question is, what's right in this situation? What's good about this? Okay, so make decisions throughout your day to keep choosing how you want to feel and keep choosing the thoughts that feel more aligned with that feeling than anything. Number four is repeat number three over and over and over and over and over again, because life will deliver to you all kinds of opportunities to make those choices, <laughs> right? And by the end of the day, if you've made a choice choice after choice after choice of choosing happy by the end of the day you won't feel so worn out you won't feel so downtrodden you won't feel so exhausted you'll feel enlivened and inspired and more excited about your life mm -hmm. number five go to bed and prepay for the next morning i love doing this as well. I don't just plop myself in bed and go, oh, good night. I'm done for the day. I, I, I do some prep. I write down, there are plenty of different little games I play here, but one of them is what feels satisfying. 
what feels good. Not, I don't like to go back over my day too much because sometimes that can include some good things and some things that I thought weren't so good and some good things. And that puts me all over the place. So instead it's like, what feels satisfying? Well, sitting, sitting up in my bed right now and writing this list feels satisfying. Seeing someone smile feels satisfying. Smelling the flowers, having spring, springing <laughs> feels satisfying. Hearing the birds sing, uh, watching the grass come up greener. And so I go on and, and I do this for as long as I feel like it. And then I put myself in bed and then, well, I'm already in bed when I'm doing this usually, but it doesn't matter where you're doing it. Then I say, tomorrow I'm going to wake up. I'm going to feel satisfied. I'm going to feel good. Mm-hmm. I'm going to acknowledge that I'm awake and I'm in charge. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow's going to be a really, really good day. And then I go to sleep because again, if, if you don't start creating new habits, if you don't become intentional and decide where you're going to focus, mm-hmm. there's a whole lot of stuff you can focus on. Mm-hmm. Truly, there's right. a whole lot of stuff. Okay, so that, that was number five. And number six is really keep it simple. We, mm-hmm. we as a human condition tend to overcomplicate things. Mm-hmm. And that is one of the things that I would find with most of the people that I've ever coached is certainly at the beginning, it's this overcomplication and overanalyzing and overthinking and over storytelling of stuff that, mm-hmm. you know what, they're just keep it simple, mm-hmm. keep it simple. And the simpler you can make it, the easier your life does get. And the clearer, the clearer, the less noise there is, the clearer you can see your path, your way what you feel, what you want. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do every day. And, and it's not hard work. It's just, it's reminding myself every day mm-hmm. that that is what I choose and what I want. And it becomes a habit. It becomes, it becomes a, a thing that you just do. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing those habits. Um, and very powerful tools that people can incorporate into their lives to be, uh, you know, to be better at what area of life they're trying to um, improve on. So thank you. Um, there's another a- another habit. I, I gotta I gotta say something here oh, is yeah. you know because you said any area that they want to improve, and, and truly sometimes it's about when you want to improve one area of your life that doesn't seem to be improving. Mm-hmm. It's not about going hard at it. Mm-hmm. it's not about hammering it it's not about struggling through it it's not about it really is sometimes it's like well i'm going to leave that like we already talked about i'm going to leave that subject mm-hmm. on the table for now mm-hmm. and i'm going to focus on the things that are going really well mm-hmm. because ultimately there are things that are going better than mm-hmm. than others right so focus on the things that are going well and you say yeah but i, I need to focus really hard on the thing that's not and it's like no the more you focus on the, the thing that's not going well, the more you hold it to mm-hmm. that place mm-hmm. because you're coming at it from that perspective. You're coming at it from that vibrational attraction point. You've got to get off the subject. If, it, if it's not going any place, get off of it or mm-hmm. somehow find a way to think about it differently, one, one or the other. Mm-hmm. But if you focus on things going well, now your point of attraction is less staticky. You're introducing less resistance on a regular basis, because you've just decided to leave that subject that you want to be, you think you should be working on. You've just decided to leave it at the table and said, I'll come back to you when I'm ready. Yeah. Now you're not messing up your point of attraction. So now your point of attraction is more consistent Mm -hmm. and you're in a different place. 
And so that subject, frankly, has to improve because you've left it alone. I know that seems contrary to popular belief. <laughs> That's great. Thank you for sharing that. Um, so we are about to th that time. Um, I'm sure we are. <laughs> I told you I have a lot to say about this someday. <laughs> Um, and I love it. Thank you for sharing. Um, so if people wanted to connect with you, where can they find you? Uh, I'm, my website is christinemeyercoaching.com. And I'm on Instagram, Christine Meyer Coaching. I'm pretty consistent everywhere. I'm on LinkedIn, it's Christine Meyer Coaching. So anywhere you look for me, Christine Meyer Coaching. That should be and easy my, for folks to find you. <laughs> yeah. And, and my there's a small portion of my book that is free downloadable on off of my website and or you can go buy it at on amazon and search out keep it simple smarty pants and christine meyer awesome christine thank you so much for uh investing your time and knowledge uh in this space of purpose and meaning and how people can live uh better lives and thank you so much for the work you're doing with your clients um and people in your communities and i just want to just um give you a lot of uh gratitude for for your existence so thank you well thank you thank you this was really fun thank you always my pleasure all right take care